0: Welcome to the Life-Changing Principles Podcast, where we take a new principle every week and explore how it changes our lives. I'm Leanne Hunt, ready to jump into today's principle. Hi, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Today we're talking about a really powerful tool that helps us to take a look at our thoughts and our emotions whenever we're in the middle of a circumstance. The tool is something called The Model, and it comes from a coach named Brooke Castillo who does life coaching and also has a life coaching school. And she uses this model as a way to take really any situation that comes to her from her clients and to unpack it so that they can see it better and so that they can change the results they're getting based on the thoughts and the feelings that we're having. So The Model is five letters, C-T-F-A-R. C-T-F-A-R. I'm going to say it a couple of times so you're like, okay, C-T-F-A-R. CTFAR is the model. And it's basically about circumstances. That's the C. T is thoughts. F is feelings. A is actions. And R is the results you get. I use this model all the time in my own life when I have surprising emotions come up and I'm not sure where they came from or when I have thoughts and I'm like, wow, what was that about? And what are those thoughts leading to? Or when I want different results in my life and I can't figure out why I keep acting the way I do, I take a look at the model, plug in what's happening there, and then fill in all the rest of the pieces. And that's the power and the magic of it is that all these things are related. This is how they're related. Remember, it's C T F A R. Circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. So circumstances are just facts in your life. They're just there. There's nothing you can do about them. They have either happened already in the past or they're happening right now, or it's something outside of you, kind of a rule or a state of being that's outside of you. And so it's just a fact. The next thing is our thoughts about the circumstance. So our thoughts are separate from circumstance. First of all, that's how those two are related. They're separate things. One person can have entirely different thoughts about the same circumstance as a different person. And so thoughts are just sentences in our heads. They're words in our heads about the circumstance that's going on. Feelings then are triggered by our thoughts. When we have thoughts, it produces emotions inside of us. Feelings themselves are just vibrations in our body. And then those feelings drive us to do actions. Actions are just things that we either do or that we don't do. And then those actions give us results in our lives. So all of these things are related, which is why if you can pinpoint just the thought you're having or just the action you're doing, you can put that into the model and then trace it back or forward and say, okay, I'm doing this action. What feeling is driving me to do that? What thought is causing that feeling? We're gonna go through some examples here so you can see what this model actually is, what it looks like, how it works. Let's take a look at example that will help us to walk through CTFAR, and then we can talk more in depth about what each of these elements are. So here's the circumstance in my example. The other night I was talking with my husband about just a lot of general things, we were talking about his work and my work, and he asked me a really simple question. He said, so what are you doing for work tomorrow? That's the circumstance. The words that he said are facts. You could have them verified by somebody else. You could, you know, present them in a court of law. You could record them. You could videotape them. Facts are things that just happen, not inside somebody's head. It's not our emotions or thoughts. It's just a fact. So he said those words, what are you doing um, for work tomorrow? So I noticed right after he said that, that I had this welling up of emotions. I was angry, frustrated, defensive. I wanted to to fight. And and I was like, wow, something just happened. And because I've done this model before, I actually stopped the conversation right in the middle and said, what? Something just happened. I don't know what just happened. So I noticed the feeling first. So you don't have to do the CTFAR in order. You just plug in what it is you notice. So the feeling that I noticed was anger, frustration, and defensiveness. So What thoughts might I have been having to create those feelings? So I paused for a second and thought, what was I just thinking that all of a sudden triggered those emotions to come up? So first of all, the answer to my husband's question was, what am I doing tomorrow? I'm doing these two things that I'm really excited to be doing. It's my next little project. This is what I'm working on is these two things. And he happens to also be excited about that project. But the thought in my head was, If I don't get these projects done and he knows that's what I'm supposed to be working on, then he's going to be disappointed in me. So now I'm feeling pressure to do these two task items. And when I show up at work, sometimes I do the tasks that I have planned. Sometimes I don't. It depends on what I'm working on. And so I was feeling this pressure because of the thought, what if I disappoint him? My feeling after the thought, what if I disappoint him, was to feel pressured, which then led me to react in a way that was defensive and frustrated and angry, which are also more emotions, but also take the action of, I don't have to do this, nobody's going to pressure me to do this, and it's likely, had I not unpacked this, that the next day I would have just done something else just to spite him, to say, I don't have to do these things that you want me to do. And the result would have been that I wouldn't have gotten the thing done that I wanted to do. All from this one random thought that said, if I don't finish this task that I want to do, he might be disappointed. We don't have to leave the situation there. We don't have to leave with me just being frustrated and angry and defensive. But we're going to pause there for just a minute because there are other options, but I want you to unpack the CTFAR so you can see how the other options work. So first of all, what were the circumstances in that situation? Circumstances are the neutral facts of our lives. The circumstance was that my husband said words and asked me a question. That was it. That was just the words came out of his mouth. Those were the facts. That was a circumstance. What was the thought? Thoughts are just sentences in my head. So the sentence in my head was, if I don't finish this project tomorrow, he's going to be disappointed in me which then triggered a feeling or an emotion of frustration and defensiveness and not wanting to be told what to do. And it didn't lead to any specific actions. It could have led to some actions because I stopped it before I led to some other actions. So here's what's cool about it. There's two different kinds of thoughts that we have. One kind of thought is like an automatic, often negative thought that just pops into our brain. Our brains are always trying to pattern match stuff. They're always trying to make sense of the world. And so in order to make sense of the world, our brains automatically feed us tons of sentences that are just not necessarily true, but they help the situation make more sense. So that's one kind of thought. The other kind of thought is we actually have thoughts that can be intentional. We can choose to ponder things. We can choose to think about things. We can choose what we want to think. So what's an alternative thought to if I don't get this done tomorrow, my husband's going to be disappointed? Another thought that I could choose to think or that I could have had is, wow, I am excited about this project tomorrow and my husband is also excited about this project tomorrow. I'm really grateful that we're aligned in the things that energize and make us happy. If I had that thought, What would the fallout or the consequences or the connections be for the rest of the CTFAR model? If I had the thought, hey, my husband and I are really aligned in what's important to us and we want the same things for our business, the feeling would have been a sense of appreciation. It would have been a sense of excitement to to work on this task that we both value. My action probably would have been that the next day when I was working on it, I would have attacked it with some energy and um, and also just being relaxed and not feeling pressured. I would have felt autonomous, like this was my own idea and that I'm independent and free to do whatever I want. And the results would have been that I would do a better job on the task and make progress on the task. Isn't that amazing that two different thoughts can produce such totally different results? The first one was an automatic thought. It came without me really asking for this thought or thinking about it or wanting to have this thought. It was unwanted. It just showed up. But I noticed it because of the feeling it produced. The second thought was an intentional thought. How can I create a thought or a story around this that makes more sense to me? And it's what I want to think. And when I choose to think of it that way, it creates different feelings and results. So thoughts are automatic. They're also intentional. And you can choose which thoughts you dwell on. The next part of the model I wanted to unpack a little bit using this example in the CTFAR model is feelings. After thoughts, we have feelings. Our thoughts provoke or change or create our feelings. So if I were to ask you, what is an emotion? It's kind of a hard thing to think about. I don't know if you've ever thought about it before. What is an emotion? I asked one of my students that and she said, well, it's just, it's our feelings. It's what we're feeling or experiencing in the moment. And I like that she attached the word emotions to feelings, of course, because if you think about it, feeling has multiple words. I feel with my fingers. I can actually sense and touch things, and I can feel those things, and I notice that with my senses. Our body has sensory um, circuits for hearing. Our, Our body has a whole set of circuitry so that we can hear. Our body has a whole set of circuitry so that we can see things. We have a whole set of circuitry so that our skin can touch things. We also have a whole set of circuitry so that we can notice or feel or sense our emotions. There's actually a scientific word for this. It's called interoception. And it's the ability to sense what's going on inside of our body with Our heart rate and our temperature and and our stomach and um, our intestines and our fluttering and and like all different kinds of sensations that we have, even our hormones and how they affect our bodies. All those sensations that we have create not only like hunger and thirst, they also create emotions. So the way Brooke Castillo, who created this model, puts it is, feelings are vibrations in our body. She kind of is like, they're not that big a deal. They're just vibrations in your body. Why are we making them mean something? Why are we making them this huge deal? For me, the thing that I see about feelings is that feelings are a signal. Feelings are trying to get our attention. Feelings are our body's unconscious way of bringing what's unconscious into consciousness. We had this automatic thought. It created a feeling. Our body's trying to get our attention to say, hey, remember? Last time you felt pressured, you didn't like it and you got all upset. So I'm going to give you all of the body things that you need ready. I'm going to get your body ready to be upset because you didn't like feeling pressured. And this is maybe an instance of pressure. I'm not sure. So I'm getting you ready just in case. I'm doing you a favor here. And so when I go back and take a look at it, I can tell my body by my thoughts yeah, this I'm not feeling pressured here. he's not pressuring me. That was just an automatic thought. We're actually aligned in what we want to do, which then calms down the feelings and we get different actions and results. So our feelings just show up and we can be curious about them instead of thinking that they're controlling us. They're not controlling us. One of the best things we can do in this step of the model is actually name the feeling a lot of us aren't very granular in our ability to name different nuances of feelings. The way we can get better at that is to go get an emotions list, put it up somewhere by our desk, or take some time to study it and really understand what the different emotions are. There's even an emotions app called the Mood Meter that helps you with 100 different emotions to understand and learn what they are and actually track your own emotions and get more familiar with them. The more we can Be specific about what our emotions are, the better we are able to understand how they drive our actions and where they come from in our thoughts. So emotions and naming that emotion is the middle segment of this. The next thing that happens is that our emotions drive our actions. If I'm feeling defensive and and frustrated and pressured then I'm going to act differently than if I'm feeling joyful and aligned. If I'm feeling joyful and aligned, I'm going to go about my day. If I'm feeling pressured, I'm going to be worried about what the other person's thinking and having multiple expectations and being confused and frustrated and maybe even resentful and And my actions will change. I won't do the thing on purpose that I want to do because I want to show somebody or I'll do it, but my mind will be frustrated with other things, so I won't be as effective. So our actions change and are affected by which feelings we're having. And then, of course, our our actions are what produce our results. If I regularly feel pressured to do something, then regularly my actions are going to be less effective in actually accomplishing the thing that I want to do. I'm either going to avoid it or I'm going to not do it as well because I'm worried about all this pressure that I'm feeling. And so the results are that I don't get as much done or my work isn't as good. But all of that can be changed if we go all the way back to the thoughts. We change our thoughts to a, a different possible scenario, and then it affects our feelings, which affects our actions, which affects our results. The thing that's interesting is that As we play with the thoughts that we have, our thoughts are just sentences and opinions. And so we can choose whatever thought serves us. What thought is useful? What emotion do you want so that you can act in the way you want to? And you choose the thought that produces that emotion or that feeling. Now, at this point, some people might ask, wait a second, how can you just choose your thoughts? There are some things that just aren't true. What if your husband really is pressuring you? What if the circumstances are, are really affecting who you are and what you're doing and what you're thinking? Circumstances are always neutral. You always get to choose what you think about them. And the way that it's helpful for me to look at it is I can imagine putting 10 people in the same situation and I can imagine 10 different ways that they would think about it. If someone else can think about the same situation in a different way, it means we get to choose our thoughts. And I get to say, how do I want to look at this situation so that it serves me? So that I'm not controlled by my worry of what someone else might think when there's no way for me to know what they might be thinking. That's the work of separating the circumstances from the thoughts. The circumstance might be that they... Um, made their face look a certain way, or they made a certain comment, but there's no way for you to know what they're thinking or what they're feeling. You just have thoughts about those facial expressions, and you have thoughts about those comments, and you're making a guess about what they might be thinking or feeling. And you can choose another guess that will change the feelings and actions and results and the outcome of what's happening just by choosing another guess about what's going on with them. If you're like me and this is the first time you've heard that there are pieces of this that are really going to resonate with you but when you walk away you're also going to have some questions you're going to be like wait how did that work again wait no i understand that thoughts produce feelings but how can i just change my thought about a circumstance or whatever your questions are let the things that have resonated with you that made sense to you Let that be a beginning for you to become interested in this model, to become interested in thought work, to be interested in how to identify our feelings. This work is really powerful and it takes some practice like all good work does. And so if you want to use the CTFAR model and practice that a little bit, That's one way to make our feelings more granular, to separate our thoughts from our circumstance, and to get a hold of what's really going on inside us. Of course, there are other ways to do it, but I've found this model to be very, very useful. If this is the only time you've heard about it, it's not going to be enough. And that's okay. Take whatever was useful for you and work with that. It takes just a little practice to get the hang of it. But the practice is simple as pulling out a piece of paper, writing down C-T-F-A-R down the side of the page, and starting with whatever's of coming up for you, whether it's the circumstance or the emotion or the action that you're taking, and then just ask yourself how those are related. What's causing this feeling? What are my thoughts that I'm having? What are the sentences in my head? and what are the circumstances that are separate and factual from my experience of them. All behavior makes sense, and so when you find behavior that doesn't make sense, this is a tool to unpack it and to begin to understand it. This is a super useful tool to learn and so worth the effort. Thanks for being here and taking a little time out of your busy life for personal development. I applaud you for that. We take change one step at a time. You're already on your way. You're already enough. You've got this. Have a great week and we'll see you for the next principle.